Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Five Songs or Less. Lindsay's back. Hey. First and foremost, everybody, happy birthday, Lindsay. Oh, thank you. I hope you had a good birthday. I saw some photos of a restaurant. Yes, Bambi. Oh, oh, nice. Yes, Still yes. Still haven't been. You need to go. I actually was going to ask you to come along, but then I figured with the kids, you might not be able mm, to get away. Yeah. Um, but happy belated to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I am trying to remember, are you Libra or are you Scorpio? It's Libra. Okay. That makes sense. The 14th. That Does it make sense? sense? It makes sense to me, um, although I don't actually care about astrology. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't either, but uh, I pretend to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you had a good birthday. Had a great one. Thank you. Excellent. I was reading about the band that we're talking about today earlier, and I've always said their name one way, and I'd like you to say their name out loud so I can hear how you say it. Uh... Are we talking about how I said it when I was 15 or how I say it now that I'm 41 and lazy? Both. Why not? I, when I started listening to the band, I said Sleater, Kenny, Sleater. Okay. Okay. And now I, I think my language is just more lazy and I end up saying Slater, Kenny, but I, my mind always says Sleater. I don't know which is correct, frankly. I've always said Sleater, Kenny. Um, but I was looking at Wikipedia today, and I can never really understand the little tra- like phonetical translation thing on there. But it kind of looked like it's Slater, Kenny. Mm. Like, like uh, what's that actor's name, Slater? Christian Slater? Christian, there we go. Christian Slater. Oh, Kenny. shit, I forgot my T. Mm. Go get it. Okay, okay. Are we pausing, or are we just... Oh, no, we can keep recording. We're just chilling. Okay, hold yeah. on. One hour later. All right. All right. You got your tea. What I kind do. of tea are you drinking? I am drinking lemon tea. Um, lemon the tea. Sacramento is in bloom again. And so I have the, the Sacramento allergies. Oh, right, right, right. Are there allergies in cold season? You would think not, but um, my yard in particular is very much in bloom right now. And so it's oh, getting okay. to me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not think of any pre... Oh, oh, we do have pre-pod banter, and it's all from you. Yes, we have an agenda. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Let's let's get into this uh, agenda that you have. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, mm-hmm. how, how exactly is it that you and Nate can't figure out how to get fanny packs? <laughs> he... <laughs> So I, I don't remember why he told me I should wear a fanny pack, but on the last episode, Nate told me I should wear a fanny pack. But the, the issue is that, he, that neither of you seem to be able to figure out where you could source a fanny pack, and that's a well, little concerning. Well, he said, he said Amazon, and my first thought was was like a thrift store or something like that. Which is correct, yes. Which is the correct answer. Yes. <laughs> uh. I think my, my main problem is why. Why would I want to go get a fanny pack? I agree with you, but many other people don't. They have come back in fashion. I Are can't. They? 
tell you. Well, I think they've come and gone, and now they're back again. Oh, um, I okay. see people wear the, wearing them slung over like a um, one-shoulder bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is like a fanny like a pack satchel. underground. So <laughs> Fanny pack underground, hell yeah. Yeah, so, so um, but I, I was, yeah, I, I was disturbed at the idea that, that anyone would not know where to get a fanny pack. Although okay. I would never wear one. I, yeah, no. When I was in the, I was, I was alive in the 80s. When I was a child in Me the too. 80s. No way, man. <laughs> yeah. But, um, when I was a child in the 80s, uh, it was something that was uh, thrust upon me by my family, yeah. by the Girl Scouts, you know, for uh, trips sure. to Disneyland and whatever else we were doing. But um, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was the it was the fashion of the time. I think I had one, too. I remember having a black one, I believe, probably with some neon lettering of some sort. Mine was, I believe, neon pink, and I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of pink, so that's kind of part of it. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, okay. So piece two was I wanted to clarify the promise ring call out that I got. Last oh time. yeah, yeah. I still don't get how they're broy. I but they're not. That's the thing. <laughs> that's what you said. I, I said, have it in quotes, everyone. I will post screenshots. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't need receipts. No, basically what happened is the uh, episode notes for that episode had a YouTube clip of a show. Did uh-huh. you record that show or did you just uh, upload I, that show? I did. On that episode, we did play a video of a show that I was at and recorded. Well, I think it was picture postcard. But, yeah, and um, it was sideways. Maybe. Maybe. I just know that there was a ball cap and there was somebody grooving. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I, I don't wanna I don't want to taint the memories I have of being fifteen and thinking uh-huh. that that was just like the sappiest, loveliest song. <laughs> um, you know, I got it on a mixtape and so coming back to it and seeing it, they may have been that way in the nineties. I may have seen them and don't remember. I have a yeah. very bad memory for shows I've seen. But in fact I want to go back to your braid episode at some point because I have mm-hmm. I have braid records, but I have avoided listening to braid for years. I have been two shows fests that braid has played and I have no memory of seeing them. Oh wow. Braid's good. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I have a real love for that first Promise Ring album. Mm-hmm. I like the split with Texas is the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like many bands, I just sort of wandered off. Sure, and I'm sure. Sh- I mean, I know that they have albums that have been like really highly praised since then. But um, mm-hmm. but for me, with with this, my only memory being like a mixtape with a handwritten note, although I do have the record. But um, so seeing picture postcard in this image that was not what had lived in my brain for 25 years, like messed with me (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. They don't look like little emo boys anymore. No, they really don't. I mean, Davey's always worn a hat. I feel like he's always been a hat guy. He always has a brewer's cap on. I'm not, I don't really understand hat guys. 
I don't know. I think it's because he had, like, I think he started losing his hair really young. See, and this is, I don't really get a say in this, mm-hmm. but as a person who does date men, mm-hmm. I like the confidence of someone who just rolls with it. Yeah, yeah. And so when I do see someone who's constantly wearing a hat, I'm sort of like, I don't know, but what, that's that's that very about? judgmental. It's very judgmental of me. You know, maybe their heads are cold. Maybe they don't maybe. want sunburn. Like these these are these are not things that apply to me. Therefore, <laughs> just as when we get into Slater Kenny, there are going to be things that don't apply to you. Sure, um, which sure. was which was part of uh, the interesting part of making this playlist is because we. We did this. I, I specifically asked you if you were straight because you have a, a wife, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. you are straight. Yeah, straight, yeah, straight. yeah, totally. So because a, a huge part of why Slater Kenny was important to me is like a 14, 15 year old mm-hmm. was that queer feminist piece of it Yeah. that, you know, I don't think that every straight man would connect with. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't mean to conflate queerness with being bald um, <laughs> <laughs> at all. Uh, not at all. However, uh, I'm copping to the fact that, that there are things that I shouldn't have opinions on because they don't affect me. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. What's, what's next on our agenda? That was really the crux of it. Um, oh, okay. We needed. I needed to set the record straight on the promise ring, and I needed to. It sounds like you're on the trolley, but I needed to let Nate know that thrift stores exist. This town is also, um, as one of them, uh, overrun with vintage sellers. So I mean, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give yourself a week. Give yourself an hour in Sacramento and you can get yourself a, a pretty nice fanny pack. Yeah. yeah. You can't you can't swing a cat around here without running into a nice fanny pack. That's true. Yeah. My wife and I uh recently found and I think you're aware of this place because you follow them on Instagram. But Uh-oh. Stardust uh- Vintage. <laughs> this oh, is- we're not supposed to talk about businesses. No, but this is this is interesting uh, because this means that you're like digging deep into my Instagram follows. This is this is an interesting. No, thing. I'm not. I because okay. I went to Stardust page and it said like mm. you know it always says like who you know that's following like oh a that's people. true that's true I forgot that Instagram and is it, just creepy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Totally. Uh, yeah, so you had already followed, and I think um, Hackasack and maybe a couple other people like were following them. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting place. I have friends that sell there. They do uh, uh, pop-ups in the parking lot. Yeah. And I have friends that do those too. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm aware of them. It, it was like uh, we were driving down 50 to get to Rancho Cordova where we live. and But Amanda was driving instead of me, which is rare. But I, I always like it because then I can like actually look out the window and like look at things and I saw it when we were driving by and I was like what is stardust what is that so I looked it up and then we went there like a week later it's really cool I like it it's really big like we spent like an hour there 
We went all the way around. We went in, turned right, and went all through. And then I find the fucking giant record section. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we had to leave. Uh, the I can't remember if it's one guy or two guys, but um, they're on Instagram. They sell on Instagram. They have a oh. second storefront. They have an Instagram account just for their Stardust oh, records. Cool. So, yeah. I'll have to check that out. They had good stuff. I looked at it briefly, uh, but we had to go pick up uh, Lhasa from school. But it's right by where, where the kid's school is. So now every time I, I need to kill time, I'm going to go there um, and look at the records. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is like a big record month for you. It is a big record month for me. I got... I don't know if you listened to any of the episodes when I talked about the Further Seems Forever record that I bought. Uh, I listened to the record where you specifically talked about the podcast where you specifically talked about record shopping. Okay. Yes. Yes. That was with Cody and that was fun. Like months and months and months ago in like June or May or something like that. I pre-ordered, uh, a very overpriced for the seems forever record. It was $79, I believe. Holy, what? That's like 10... it comes with a big old fancy book. Do you know how many fanny packs you could have? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine 79 of them. <laughs> well, I, just about, probably. <laughs> but it finally came, and it's really, really nice. It's a really good quality pressing, and it comes with a book that's like a really like 100-page book or something like that. Um, but now I have to sell my other copy. Because I don't like having two copies of the same record. So I looked and the podcast is marked as being clean. Um, so uh, I, th- I marked it as explicit the, for the very first episode. But you have to like manually go and mark it as explicit every single time. And I got over. I get just I don't care. OK, because I, I curse a lot. Uh, so do I. Yeah. So do I. So uh, actually, all the yeah. kids that listen are just going to have to get over it. Yeah, all those youngins. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is Dante? How is Dante? <laughs> how is Dante? Oh, the those, all those youngins. He's good. I just mm. texted him a little bit ago. Still has not followed me on Instagram. My sweet little boy. Um, he probably won't. Yeah, I'm just gonna call You'd him out every him. time you have me on. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not gonna beg him. I'm just gonna shame him, which probably won't work. Okay. Okay. But um, yeah. Uh, I feel the need to do that. Okay. Youngins cursing. Yes. So that was actually my question is it occurred to me after I gave you the playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you listen to these in your car with the kids and I was just sort of like, oh, are you the kind of dad that like rolls with it when there's cursing or like, do you try? Oh, to- we've we've uh, do not filter ourselves very often in front of our children, whether it's the words out of our mouth or the music. We listen to which is we feel as is good as parents like you know we're saying like okay these are grown-up words or whatever and we also don't want to listen to kids bop or some bullshit like that but then our kids also swear as now because of that so and loss is really into saying jesus right now oh well <laughs> I, I mean, I that's not a swear, but depends well, on who you I, talk to. Well, depend on, I mean, depending on, I mean, it is. 
I believe you're not the religious sort. No, not at all. Yeah, I was kind of raised religious. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad's an atheist. My mom is now an atheist, but there was a lot of church in when I was a kid. My dad mm-hmm. never went. My brother never went, but I went. It was weird. Hmm. Uh, I wasn't baptized till I was nine. This is really interesting to <laughs> people who tuned in for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wasn't baptized till I was nine, and it's kind of like. I don't get this. Maybe if I'm baptized, maybe then it's maybe make then sense. that splash of water is going to clear it all up. Guess what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Didn't work. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then I was convinced for a year or two that I must be Jewish because you know. <laughs> okay. But okay. Um, yeah, that that also is not the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I, I have, um, so I have a friend who had two daughters and his role with them was, okay, you can say whatever you want in the house. Mm-hmm. When you're outside the house, mind your P's and Q's. Yes. So one daughter, just knowing she had the ability to do that, mm-hmm. just never cursed again in her life. I mean, I don't know. Mm. She probably curses. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, but didn't, but, like, go hog wild with it or anything? No, no, no. And the other one swears like a sailor or swore like a sailor. Um, but neither of them, from what he says, neither of them cursed outside the house. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the rule, too, is, like, don't say that at school, that kind of thing. Try not to say it in the house. Don't say it at people, like, those kind of things. But Do they, <laughs> do they say it in front of grandmas and grandpas? They have. Okay. Yeah. How do they go? It's been, that's been fine, but it's just been like, especially Lhasa, like Lhasa's kind of the worst at it, Um, but she'll be like, damn it. Or some like little ones like that. I think she said shit too one time in front of my mom. Um, And my mom will tell us and we just kind of chuckle about it and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of. We were really not supposed to curse in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were even pretty good about it. Like I have memories of my dad setting up the Atari and cursing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, that coax cable is hard to like screw in there. It was absolutely the coax. Um, but uh, but yeah, like they didn't they didn't bust out the f word or anything. Yeah. Um, and then I hit a point where it's just. I can't stop it now. I've tried. I've tried. Yeah. I've done the swear I was a full adult before I swore in front of my parents. Like, I never heard them swear. Like, my dad on occasion, I would hear him say, I I don't think I ever heard him say fuck until I was probably 41 because I heard him say it this weekend. But, but yeah, like, I never swore. And then I, I like, briefly dated this girl and it came up that I didn't swear in front of my parents. She's like, you don't swear in front of your parents. That's weird. Like you're, you're, I was like 19 years old and she was 18 or something like that. And she's like, you're a, you're an adult, like just swear in front of your parents. And I was like, but I feel weird about it. So I would argue in hindsight that 19 is not an adult. I <laughs> agree. Fully agree. Uh, <laughs> However, at 19, I was dating and I, it was somebody that I ended up with for a long time, but 
in the beginning, I was like, I don't know about this. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, you don't swear and that's weird. And for years, he was. it was just something we laughed about. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, that, and he, I mean, I can't speak to now, but he, he does swear usually when he was setting up the Atari, yeah. but no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not quite, but similar. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't necessarily know. I think, I think it was, um, eventually it became great at rebelling against my parents, but I wasn't particularly good at it. Mm-hmm. So I started with swearing. Do you remember the first time you used the F word? Not the first time, but I remember I was in third grade when I learned how to swear. I think third grade or a little bit before is when mm-hmm. I used it. Um, Cause I had like never heard it before. We were watching adventures and babysitting. It was like those early, <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those early, uh, early VHS days and at some point somebody said don't fuck with the babysitter and I thought that was a really (laughs) cool line so I just said don't fuck with the babysitter and my mom was like no no not that one (laughs) no you don't no but of course like you know but yeah so I've like very strong memory of that first curse word and it's like not the coolest cursing story but it's a good one though it's not like it's not a great movie I don't know if I've ever seen it actually yeah, actually, I I probably shouldn't judge it because I don't remember if it... I mean, like, I don't remember it, oh. which may be why I think it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Gotta rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. I am... I am... I've... It's a theme in my life that I've dismissed things and then found out they were really, really cool. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that, too. I, I honestly uh, uh, blame punk rock. It's, yes! It, it made me very dismissive. Okay, well, this is very, okay, um, but but it's like very like chicken or the egg, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did we come to that because we were like insecure and that was a place where we could be dismissive? Or like, did we end up there and just realize that there was a lot of crap outside? Of, I mean, there's a lot of crappy punk rock. There is. There's a there lot. Is. I mean, yeah. so so to come to choosing Slater Kinney, we came to this because I wanted to encroach upon your podcast again, uh-huh. and I had you look at my Discogs. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of terrible records that I shouldn't own because I don't like them. You have a lot of stuff that I have never heard of. <laughs> and a lot of it is just like, uh, so I don't listen to records before I buy them. Mm-hmm. Will not. Won't put. Won't pull it up on Spotify. Won't pull it up on YouTube. Like I still like that old school. Like let's find out. Let's be surprised. You're, and you're then, not like me the other day in the record store. That's like holding my phone up to my ear so I can listen. See what this sounds like. Well, and so remind me. Did Dimple have listening stations? Yeah. Okay. For for, uh, for, for UCDs, not for vinyl. Okay. Uh, well, in the record store, they did. In like Dimple Vinyl, they had uh, record players. Yeah, so I think um, the we were we had listening CD, listening stations for CDs when I worked in the outlet mall, um, but of course they're like cutouts, they're garbage. Like who cares mm. if you open them up? <laughs> then again, you don't know what the tokens sound like. We all know what in the jungle sounds like, <laughs> but having worked in other 
stores that maybe have like a little little like more hipstery record stores mm-hmm. um that do have listening stations but people want to listen to brand new records that don't want to take it you know yeah. or they're they're like well or things that they could easily pull up on their phone yeah now i understand like wanting to check condition but sort of like if it's if you want to know what Grand Funk Railroad sounds like, <laughs> like your average record store clerk doesn't really want to take the time with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what Grand Funk Railroad is that? Yeah, that's just yeah. a funny. It's also funny to think that. I mean, I guess people don't know what that sounds like, but it's funny to think that there are people that don't. Yeah. Poor guys. Poor, poor. Unfortunate souls. They probably don't even know where to get a fan. Oh, no, more likely they do know where to get a fanny pack better than any of us. Yeah, they probably do because they're cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fanny pack and Doc Martens. I still have my Doc Martens. Yeah. I, I was fine with secondhand leather for a long time. I can't like it took me a long time to be weirded out by secondhand leather, but um, <laughs> but I still have my Doc Martens that I've had since I was like fourteen. Oh wow! I will wear them if it's really rainy or if I need to mow the lawn because I'm a little bit worried about cutting off my toes. Sure. Now sure. The, they're not they're not steel toe. It's just <laughs> still that secondhand leather is pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I had that. So the way those. I got those actually is that my mother, my mother was very concerned that I was looking a little too masculine. Um, <laughs> she heard those bikini kill and Slater Kenny records. She was worrying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then she got worried that I was thinking of going vegetarian. So suddenly big leather boots. Oh. Yeah. So, so I was uh, gifted Doc Martens by my mother in an effort to keep me from going vegetarian. <laughs> but, I don't get the logic, but okay. Cool. No, no, nor do I. But like, <laughs> I don't understand, you know, church. So I mean, like, you know, I, there's some things in my upbringing that don't make sense. Sure, sure. <laughs> so that was the end of your agenda. Oh, yeah. The agenda started and stopped with promising and fanny pack. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Sleater Kenny, I've been trying to think if I've ever heard them on purpose. You know, like I feel like I've heard them. I feel like maybe they've been on a soundtrack or two here and there. Uh, they may have played in, in Dimple when I worked there or other record stores that I was shopping at or something like that. But I never listened to them. There's uh, honestly a lot of Riot Girl stuff that I never listened to. And I will fully admit that that's probably due to like unchecked toxic masculinity bullshit. Hey, editing Danny here. The term I was actually looking for was internalized misogyny. But anyway, back to the show. Like Hmm. just never uh, going that direction. Like, when I was like a teenager and in my 20s and stuff, 
there were not many uh, women artists that I listened to. And just not on purpose. But So if I recall, you were like a Fat Records Epitaph kind of guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mean to... No, I'm, I, I, I agree. Whatever you're going to say, I agree. We know where agree. we're going here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think that might be part of it is that... Um, I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. I yeah, mean, no. But, uh, and you know, you got... Now, okay, let's 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 do a little sidetrack here. We were mm-hmm. talking about how to pronounce Slater Kinney. Mm-hmm. I have heard you say propagandy. Oh, yeah, and I will continue to say propagandy. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> it's also how the band says it. Yeah, I I have never said it that way. Yeah, I've... Uh, a lot of people say propagandi, and I always okay, have to think about it first. And and why is that wrong, other than the band saying it differently? Um, I don't know. Because I just, because, you know, Gandhi, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, wait. You, you, yeah, you just thought maybe I was, like, cluing you into something you had. No. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so so I took us off track for no reason. I mean, like I, I mean, I didn't know you as a teenager, so I couldn't necessarily say toxic masculinity. But it, it, you know, like I'm trying to find a nice way of saying it wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. you could just <laughs> um, say it wasn't. It wasn't for me. Like that's totally yeah. fine. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, it should be i mean like the only way to to change those things are you know however we now need to do a huggy bear episode um we really should do a huggy bear episode i've wanted to listen to them for a long time but they're not on any streaming stuff they're so good yeah cody likes them a lot he did for the you know halloween show for um he was the singer for huggy bear Mm. One of those, one of those years. Yeah, I think Bikini Kill is the only Riot Girl band I've listened to, like a couple albums, fully multiple times. Okay, well, and I and had so a Red Ant you... CD when I was in a freshman in high school. <laughs> I think they're Riot Girl. Uh, hmm. No, uh, <laughs> you could just I tell mean... me I'm wrong. That's totally. I, I I don't I mean like I don't have a, a full list you know what like I, I don't necessarily what are we doing do here <laughs> yeah I know like I'm supposed to be speaking for all women now <laughs> right like yeah yeah I'm not doing my job but uh yeah so so which two I mean like which what talk to me about bikini kill for a minute because I think that this will help set the stage for where. I'm heading with this discussion. Okay. If you have to research it, that might not help. I have to research it. Um, um, I would guess, based on your age, which is also my age, that uh-huh. uh, Reject All American was in the rotation there. Uh, I did have Re- Reject All American on CD. Hey, and see? Pussy Whipped. Now, okay. So, and how did you feel about them? I liked them. Um, not enough to replace the CD with a vinyl record. It is something that 
if I saw it used at a record store, I would buy it. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. But you didn't. I couldn't name three songs. <laughs> like if I had a T-shirt on, you, I would fail that quiz. Um, but but so I mean, like in listening to it, did you have a sense like, oh, this is this is like I am part of the intended audience for this? No, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, I listened to it and was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then probably put a NoFX record on or something after that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <so> <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't really listening to NoFX anymore at that point. This was when I was working at Dimple. So whatever I was mm. listening to in like 2008 or some, something. Oh, okay. Oh, so it took you like that long? Oh, yeah. Way, way, way long. Okay. Okay. Because I so I do want to be clear mm-hmm. that it is perfectly fine for Sisman to listen to Bikini Kill, oh yeah, um, and Riot Girl bands. However, <laughs> however, for me, when I was a teenager, um, you know, these things all came to me on mixtapes to start with, mm-hmm. and they came from other teenage folks and folks in their early 20s most of whom identified as women most of whom also identified as queer Mm -hmm. um and like that's how I've identified since I was kind of a younger teenager Mm -hmm. um and in a small kind of rural town to feel like maybe you're the only one Mm -hmm. And then have this tape appear in your mailbox and you suddenly discover that there, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people like you. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. But yeah, I mean, as, as a 15 year old um, who was rivaled with one other woman, the weird kid in my town, like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it started off early. Like, I had big, thick glasses, and my mom made my clothes. Like, it wow. was just, yeah, my mom and I had matching paisley culottes. It was, it was a thing. It was awful. <laughs> and then she didn't understand why I didn't fit in. Yeah. But, um, no, I didn't fit in because it was just fucking weird. But, um, but, yeah, so to be weird anyway, and then to have this other layer of... I mean, I'm certainly, there were, I'm positive there were gay people I went to school with, but mm-hmm. like, it wasn't, even in the 90s, it's not something people really, yeah. like, they didn't come out if they didn't have to. Um, I, I came out because my mom went through my stuff and found my journals. Oh, no. So, yeah, so it's like, I didn't really have a choice. I lost a... Uh... Hello. I'm talking to, to Lindsay. Hi. Say hello. It's good to see you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I can't hear you. Yeah. No, my, no. My headphones. I wanted to tell you that Pugly got turned into the watcher in Dead End. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Are you guys still watching that show? No, it's over. It's over? Okay. You can, uh, you guys can start your tablet time now if you want. Yay. 
but no YouTube, okay? Love you. Close the door. Anyway. She's going to go watch The Promise Ring and be really disappointed. <laughs> she probably is. <laughs> Dad, these guys are bros and the video is sideways. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, so that's... Uh, Slater Kenny came to me on a mixtape from an internet friend. And it was their first record, their first... 10 inch, which 10 inch, yeah. which is now has been re-released as an LP. So I feel super oh. cool that I have the 10 inch. This is, this is what we do as record people. Mm-hmm. But so it was the first record and it was call the doctor. And so call the doctor is, oh, okay. Yeah. And so I didn't, so this was, this was, and, and so this is, well, I think when we get to the middle of the playlist, I'll mm-hmm. be able to elaborate more on this. But okay. like Call the Doctor was just, it was, it's like a turning point record for me mm-hmm. because there's the anger there, but there's also, again, this like felt like I belonged. It was, it was amazing. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. However, I didn't take you down that road until the middle of the playlist. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So the mixtape was like, like one side was the first thing and first album. And then the other side was uh, call the doctor or something like that. No, it was actually really cool because it was the, um, you know, the, the 10 inches, you know, pretty short. Mm -hmm. So it was the 10 inch and call the doctor. And then the other side was like a full on mix of stuff. It was, um, cub. I love Mm. cub. Um, cub. What else was on there? So I do definitely remember. I wish I still had the tape. I I found it and then lost it again. But it was oh, Cub. It was Cub and it closed with the germs. Like it was oh, like really okay. kind of a life-changing mixtape. I was really pleased with it. Really, really loved it. That's cool. Yeah. I love those yeah. 90s. I didn't I didn't get mixtapes. I gave mixtapes. Like my friends... In like eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, I got really into punk. And then ninth grade, uh, I started like, I had found a bunch of music and had a bunch of CDs. And so I started making mixtapes for my friends. But it was always so much fun to like. It's the best. And like mixed CDs weren't quite the same. And like a playlist is not at all. Uh, No, no, no. You might as well just sing the songs to me at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I did, but I dated someone in high school who I bought a record for, did not own a record player, mm-hmm. wanted to make me a mixtape, knew I liked punk rock, didn't have enough to fill a tape. <laughs> but it was, so it ended up being this very, like, confused but charming mixtape with... Mm-hmm. The Misfits, Blondie, and John Mellencamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, it was. It was really. It was really sweet. And the um, there were some Sex Pistols songs on there. I I don't care. Oh, I'm for sorry. Sex Pistols. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right? Like what? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. No, no, no. But yeah, so so Slater Kinney came to me on a mixtape, and it was like life-changing and yeah. I'd like listen to it every morning I walked to school um my high school was somewhat close mm-hmm. so I'd listen to it every morning I'd have it on my headphones just 
Walkman as high as it would go. <laughs> Even into middle school, I would like between classes in middle school, I would like go to my locker and like listen to whatever was in my headphones for a minute and then go to class. It was Hell just, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, that, that tape got a lot of play until, um, you know, like there were other tapes that kind of came and went someone, that's how I heard the promise ring, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what was on the promise ring tape? The, pr- the tape that had the promise ring on it also had Hellbender, um, an FYP for some reason. Hmm. That's a weird, that's, that's like, that's a, yeah. I don't know I don't, Hellbender, don't, but Promise Ring and FYP, ooh, I don't, I don't get it. No, no, it was, it was good though. Yeah. Um, oh, an anal cunt. It was a really <laughs> weird tape. That's, that's, uh, those are some choices. <laughs> There's this strong one right out of the gate. <laughs> that was a tape from a dude. That'll shock you. That'll shock you that, that, that there was a dude that thought, Anal cunt was the way to go. Yeah, trying yeah. to get a girl to like him. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, good old AC. They're yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> tangent upon tangent upon tangent. Yeah. Um, should we? That's what, should we? That's what this it? podcast is all about. Uh, uh, yeah. It's it's like uh, when I think of the tangents that we go on on this podcast, I I say to myself, well, what's mine is yours. Off of the Woods in 2005. What's mine is yours. This CD was like around a lot when I was at Dimple. And I can't remember if I like picked up a promo copy or something and listened to it. But I did not recognize the song. Right off the bat, I did not expect it to be bluesy. What's up with the bluesy? (laughs) What's wrong with it? Because it, you're going to be mad. Because for a second, it made me think of the the Black Keys. I knew you were going to go there. I knew we were going <sighs> to... Man. <laughs> it's just just for a second. Just okay. for a second. Because this, this was the point, was not the Black Keys that's... I, I, I don't... So after I listened to... I've been going through the back catalog because I... I um, Basically, you did the whole Coheed and Cambria thing, and I just tuned out. <laughs> and then you did the Jimmy Eat World thing, and I just tuned out. Jimmy so Eat World was stuff. first, and Jimmy Eat World is so good. You don't like them? Let's move on. <laughs> oh. No, no they're like not for me. Jimmy Eat uh, July is coming back, or what is the, what's next month? November. Jimmy Eat November. No. I'm going to give you <laughs> five songs off of all of their albums. Well, that'll... Five songs off of every album. Off of every album. Oh man! Except for the first. I mean, one, like if that's really the, that t- if that's the tension Cody's looking for, I mean, he found it. <laughs> yeah. But um, although no, I mean, frankly, I would probably wring something out of that. But Coheed and Cambria, I think, would not work out for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I did. I actually went back to the Black Keys episode, and like, I have from that 
from that shameful period where I was copying a lot of CDs from the library. We, mm-hmm. we talked about that in the Ted Leo. Hey, you know uh, what? I was thinking about that episode. when I was listening yes. to the episode because you said that again. Copying CDs from the library is a wholly, totally different thing than like the way I did it, just peer-to-peer downloading. Copying CDs from the library isn't... I'd say that is not piracy. So my dad did that a lot when I was a kid, not copying CDs, but like getting records and taping them. That yeah. was actually the, like so. I'd say that like is te- equivalent. Yeah, uh, cassettes were like not um, really acceptable in my house. Like they were sort of they were like an inferior format, but it was permissible to tape things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the thing that I've always done when I buy used stuff is I will almost or used stuff or or you know, tape stuff or whatever, is I will almost always, if not buy the album for myself, mm-hmm. I'll gift it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I will find some way to to get it back. So I, well, I mean, so I tried to give the Black Keys a shot and they're not bad. They're just, there's like maybe one song per album that kind of works for me. Yeah. And then I feel like they're from like the Kent area in Ohio, which has like, had some really great bands and mm-hmm. era, you know, like in those that mid '90s era that you and I both love. Yeah, very, 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 very different band. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing really wrong with the Black Keys. They just I'm not just like fuck. I want to listen to Black Keys. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, we, I mean, we were both talking about what jerks we are. <laughs> um, and they, you know, like when they came into my sphere of awareness, they already had the cover of have love will travel as that car commercial oh yeah yeah so like um i you know like there there are there are pieces of my you know youth that i just can't abandon yes yes and car commercial kind of you know anyway so black keys really just really just like listen to the beginning of the song folks i'm gonna play it right now but everyone's already heard it it's just Black Keys is like the only blues adjacent band that I'm aware of. So it just makes me think of that. But here. I don't know. Just kind of Black Keysy to me. So. Here was my philosophy in putting together that list is that is sort of depending on if you are talking about sort of like the resurgence in the past five ish years since they, you know, sort of reformed, Mm -hmm. came back, started playing, however you want to put it, you know, they are a 20 something, almost 30 year old band at this point. So I didn't want to dive straight into like the lo-fi Riot Girl stuff. Mm -hmm. The other... The song that people usually know off of this record is Modern Girl, Mm. um, which is a great song. It's an amazing song. But um, I've always loved this song. Uh, I thought for sure this would, like, you didn't enjoy it at all. It didn't get you like. That's not at all what I'm saying. Okay. You're putting words in my mouth now. Okay. That that was just my first reaction. Okay, let's, let's continue then. This is bluesy. That's weird. I have one, two, three, four, five, six timestamps. Okay, um, let's do it. 
I, the thing, okay, here's the thing. The stuff that I was just playing, I, I did yeah. end up putting that in there because it wasn't right at the, the intro. Okay. The stuff that I was just playing, it, yes, it sounds black keysy and bluesy or whatever, but the Dan Arabach or whatever this, his fucking last name mm-hmm. is could never dream of singing so fucking wonderfully. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and the dual vocals. Mm-hmm. I always love dual vocals. I think it's really cool the way they do it. It's it's mostly, uh, shit, I had it up here. Corin, right? The, at mm-hmm. least on this playlist. She seemed to be the main vocalist. But the way she does that vibrato, and it's like that Jefferson Airplane kind of thing or something like that. Oh my God, it's just, it's so fucking rad. So like I've spent years and years and years thinking that like nobody could truly cover Sleater Kinney really well because that voice is so, Mm -hmm. so like untouchable, uh, like unique. There is actually a record that just came out the other day that's like a, 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 full cover album of songs from dig me out oh yeah um, i saw something about that yeah and it's not it's not bad i mean like and and so like to their credit nobody tried to do that yeah because uh, yeah. because who could but yeah those vocals are just amazing so tell me more about you liking the song okay okay here we go uh <laughs> uh one minute uh the dual vocals are great and even better live like i was watching this evening some live footage of them and uh because on the recording corin's voice is uh kind of um quieter but on the live you know, they don't turn her down or anything like that. And so the balance between the two is really cool because she's doing the vibrato thing. And then Carrie is just kind of singing her normal way. And I really, really, really like it. So I like that part because it's it kind of changed the drum beat changes behind it too on the last mm-hmm. two lines and it goes into more of like a Tom heavy uh, drum yeah. beat and I don't know just her her vocal delivery is just fucking everything about this band. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they are like again, you know, I get hung up on trios, but like the the two women fronting are amazing, but like we have to talk about. Janet Weiss and what an amazing drummer she is. Yeah. yeah. So she's also half of Quasi. Quasi is coming oh, to Sacramento. Okay, okay. Not that I know where Sacramento is. Or, what's his, but, what's um, his Sacramento? What's Sacramento? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, yeah, in February. Mm-hmm. They are also going to, Quasi's going to be in, I think, Oakland, like the day before, with a band called Hurry Up. Hurry Up is amazing. Hmm. I would 
recommend people go to one or both of those shows. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Yep. Janet Weiss is amazing. Yeah. So back to back to the vocals. How much you love them? They're they're really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's what I gotta say about the vocals is they're really good. So the song is pretty straightforward. Until until <laughs> well, actually, um, it is very straightforward. But uh, they totally fooled me with the the guitar at the beginning because I thought it was two guitars going back and forth, one doing the low strings, the other doing the high strings because they pan it back and mm-hmm. forth. Uh, but then when I was watching the live footage, it's, it's just Carrie doing up and down, yeah. up and down. It's very cool. But then... jump ahead in a second but i love that it it took me by surprise and i was like exactly yeah oh that's a cool way to end a song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it comes out of nowhere because it's it's very like it's not like the chords ring out or anything like that it's just all of a sudden okay we're doing this now and then yeah like i was like oh the song must be over cool and then just starts to come back so slowly it starts with the bass and then one of the guitars and then the other guitar but there's still like this weird noise happening and then when she starts singing she's got that like echoey like dub effect or whatever on her voice and it's like so rad and yeah the even still i feel like it it fools me still kind of you know like it's still kind of surprising that it changes so abruptly and then it goes off on all these weird tangents, kind of like this podcast. Um, (laughs) And then it all comes back together and then they do that intro riff one more time. And I want to, where's my time at four eleven. It reminded me first of, of one band. And then today I realized just this song totally reminds me of another band. So, So those upstrokes are very, very ska. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it sounds super ska to me. And it sounds like she borrowed Tim Armstrong's guitar from Operation Ivy. <laughs> it sounds like Bad Town or something. No, it does not sound D- like just Bad the Town. Just the tone. Just the tone. It also sounds like the Toadies. Watch your <laughs> We could end this podcast right, <laughs> right now. fucking now. Oh man, <laughs> I'm not 
okay with that. You're not, I'm going to make more awesome comparisons later. Oh, God. Okay, I mean, like, if you like it, that's the important part. But so I did I start with this one. So The Woods is, is actually, like, a really cohesive album that, that really kind of, like, you can listen to it as a full album, and it's amazing. So it's one of those ones where it's really hard to sort of pull one song from it but what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. is you know like i said it's sort of late period if you go by that first chunk of time or sort of mid period if you go including the era up to now but my concern was that if i gave you something from the ep or the the first uh or call the doctor that you'd be like oh yeah i get this i'm i'm you know not that you would necessarily check out but that you would have that framework that like very proto riot girl framework is proto the word i'm looking for proto is not the word but that you would have that riot girl framework to start Mm -hmm. and that you might not be able to listen to everything in the context of the band rather than but yeah i aside from all these terrible band i mean okay operation ivy i actually operation ivy was really important to me as a kid but um i don't understand any of your comparisons Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if you like it that's the important (laughs) part i want to pull up that toady song no don't do that no it's the only one i know Stop that. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I I know that's not what you want. uh the next song not what you want okay the middle three songs are my favorite the first song i like from a like a technical standpoint because it does cool things there's cool riffs it does the the weird breakdown weird part these three i like because they feel young they feel pissed off and they're really really fun yeah why'd you pick this song i don't ask that enough in part because it was sort of that uh now i mean this is a feminist band Mm -hmm. that's not anything that they have ever uh moved away from but it was sort of the beginning of this departure in the sound from the first two now like i and I mean, we'll get to this when we get to the two from Call the Doctor. I left out songs from two really well-loved records. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hot Rock and All Hands on the Bad One, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. People love those records. Um, they're, they're good records. They don't hit me the same way. So it was hard for me to like give you songs that I was really excited about from those records, although there are good ones. Yeah. Not what you want, not what you want, and the song right next to it, Little Babies, are my two favorite songs on that album. But it's just like really 
sort of driving and cool and Mm -hmm. um, has that sort of great energy and there's still like a little bit of like pissed off and yeah um, yeah I discovered this and the last song is like oh I really like songs about like running away (laughs) (laughs) and abandoning shit (laughs) that's that's that's, uh more to talk to my therapist about but yeah Yeah, yeah. so 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 yeah I mean like but you you dug that song I I do like this song quite a bit I tend to have fewer notes on these songs they're um they're much more straightforward. It's kind of like mm-hmm. verse, chorus, verse, chorus, yes. maybe bridge, outro kind of thing, which is cool. I love that. It, the They're just very like punk and to the point. And all the live footage I watched was so great. Uh, they seem, have you seen them before? I have not seen them live. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Well, do something about it. <laughs> Right now, call them up. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, they have a newish record. I, I don't actually know if they're touring or not. Yeah. Um, Janice we- Janet Weiss isn't part of the band anymore, uh-huh. which we'll talk about the last record. We'll, we won't talk about it much. But okay. um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be averse to seeing them. Although at this point in time, it would probably be some huge show where I'd want to like crawl under a table and hide just because there's so many people there. Yeah, yeah. But um but no i mean from what i hear they put on a great show yeah all the live footage i saw looked really good oh yeah i couldn't think of a way to organically talk about this but one time amanda myself cody and his wife brandy we went to a comedy festival thingy in portland called bridgetown comedy festival nice yeah and fred armison was performing and carrie uh brownstein was sitting right in front of us And Fred Armisen uh, asked Amanda, well, what do you do for a living, like to make a joke or whatever? And uh, she said, a librarian. And so Fred Armisen went went on with his his, uh, jokey stuff. Uh, But Carrie turned turned around to Amanda. She's like, you're so brave. (laughs) And I thought it was great. (laughs) That's sweet. Anyway. So those first two, mm-hmm. um, she's doing one note and it's just wiggling the whole time. Uh, and then the last two, uh, she's varying the note or whatever. There's so many bands, especially like shitty pop punk bands that I liked uh, when I was much younger. Like MXPX comes to mind, like he's got a really bad voice. And they'll hold out a note like that at the end of a phrase and it's just that one note and it sounds very like monotone and gross and stupid. Mm-hmm. But she makes it sound like fucking butter because it's like yeah. vegan butter. Well, it's earth balance. It like wiggles and it's so fucking rad. Let's let's call it the Miyoko's. The okay. Miyokos okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, although earth balance, I mean, good old 90s earth balance. Yeah. <laughs> um, you like a lot of Christian pop punk for an atheist. Uh, yeah, yeah. I only like one <laughs> MXPX album. Okay. Really? <laughs> okay. God, yeah. You are 
there's this I mean this band is amazing and you keep pulling up like the worst <laughs> I don't have any other bands to compare them to on the, the MXPX was just like the first one that came to mind and it doesn't remind me of them at all but I was just thinking of somebody who's bad at who singing who tries but they do it better yes okay <laughs> that works that works chorus is really rad let's listen to the chorus I just love how like the way she does that, the wavery voice thing, vibrato thing. But like, even in the thing I was just playing, like the emphasis on her singing is just on getting the sounds out of her, her mouth and not on enunciating things. Yeah. And I, I fucking, I love that so much. And that's part of this timestamp too. Um, so let's hear that. like every time she says the line it gets less and less like audible i guess i don't know if that's the right word but like i I fucking love it it's it's so like angry and punk and fucking cool yeah yeah it's amazing it's like a um it's like a punk version of fast car (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, sure yeah why not um (laughs) Oh, I mean, Tracy Chapman's good. I mean, everything else you're bringing up is crap. <laughs> the exception of Operation With the Ivy. the exception of Operation Ivy, okay. Which, which, like, A, I really do like Operation Ivy, but B, in Northern California, I would get jumped if I called Operation Ivy crappy. Like, somebody would find me in a yeah, dark alley. Don't say it outside of Gilman. No, no. Uh, also, the, the riff that's happening behind the chorus that I, was, that I just played so is so rad. I just love that, like... It's not like noodly because there's very like structure to it, but mm-hmm. like oftentimes it's Carrie Brownstein doing the the noodly stuff, and it's just it's very cool, like very cool riffs. So, how do you feel about the two guitar thing? Oh, I love because it. I mean that does change a little bit later on, but like early on, like that that works for no, you. No, yeah, absolutely. The two guitars is always better than one. Um, but I mean, like the no bass thing. Oh, whatever. I mean it. Honestly, it probably would be better with bass. You're wrong. But I honestly didn't notice until I watched live footage. So if I were to give you... um, At this point, they have two... Okay. Side discussion here. So one of the best bands on earth like that I... Oh, the Casual Dots. Okay. Casual Dots. Uh, Christina Bellotti from, uh, probably not saying that right, from Slant 6, Quixotic, mm-hmm. bunch of bands, Kathy Wilcox and uh, Steve Dorr. Um, that's a two guitar band and it is like their first album, their second album, like there was 10 years between albums, but that's, that band is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so and before that second album came out, I would happily have given you a five song casual dots playlist, even though it's a 10 song album. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause they are just the, I would say they're like probably top 25 band for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, two guitars are rad. Yeah. You're wrong. Nobody, nobody needs a bass. 
ever. Okay. The doors didn't need a boost. Well, the doors are fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No, the doors are, the doors are genuinely awful. Um, I don't want to take too much away from this podcast, but one day, one day I should talk to you about my mother's musical journey. Okay. Okay. It involves the doors. It involves Warren Zevon. Also involves a lot of Jimmy Buffett and Hallmark Christmas CDs. Wow, that's yeah, a journey. Yeah, that is a journey. <laughs> uh, this is a story for another yeah. time. We'll save but, it for um, the the next intro. That'll be our agenda on whatever episode is next. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about right before that? Oh, two bass, two guitars, no bass. I mean, it's cool. They're both really good at what they do. I mean. Bass would just fill it out more, man. <laughs> the, the hand gesture was there, folks. <laughs> the hand gesture wasn't there. It was just the full fart noise. I'm just like farting just in your general direction. Okay. That's okay. just the wrong. All right. Yeah. I got one more timestamp at 159. I mean, there's bass on the recording. Mm, okay. Just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, just as a band, you know, you watch them perform. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, just say. I mean, it's it's like a little more apparent on the first two records. Yeah. You know, but. But anyway, I I really like the little guitar breakdown there, or whatever you want yeah. to call that. It's cool. It's good. Yeah, but um. We also have to talk about the the Kinks influenced cover. Oh, why did I not yeah. make that connection until you said it? Sometimes people don't, but it's what is it? Kinks controversy, mm-hmm. kink controversy. Yeah, yeah. No, it credits guitar, guitar, drums. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I heard a bassy bass in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> More on this or? No, I'm all done with this one. And I unfortunately cannot think of a way to introduce this next song. Uh, some My friend Eric, who has been on the podcast a couple times and we'll be recording with um, next week. When we lived in the same city where we met in Santa Barbara, sometimes he would make a face and he had a really little mouth. <laughs> Okay. Where are we, little mouth? Oh, you're going to love this. Maybe. Uh-oh. Who are we comparing them to now? It's like, are you are you going to go like Bob Seger or oh, something? Come on. The album called The Doctor. I obviously haven't heard the whole album. I've heard two songs off of it. These two songs, maybe the full album, I would be very surprised if this didn't have some influence on the Blood Brothers. Hmm. I could see it. Are you mad about that? No, I like the Blood Brothers. Oh, okay, okay. I I have taste. (laughs) (laughs) Just not toady taste. No, but... Oh, I'm so dumb. (laughs) What? 
Matt, I don't want to neg you, but like the toadies. I, that song was good, man. Sure. You want me to play it again? <laughs> I mean, like, so I have a real love for VH1 Divas Live. Uh-huh. So, like, I have my. I, I don't believe in guilty pleasures, so I shouldn't be like nagging you for your. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, there's some terrible stuff I love. Sure, sure, we all love terrible yeah. things. I'm always I'm always cautious with the Blood Brothers though, because they're like the band that I like a lot. That I know so many people that just cannot stand them, Dante included. Well, what's their what's their What's their problem? I don't. I don't know. I've. I still swear. One time, I'm gonna give Dante a Blood Brothers playlist for the podcast, and he'll hate me for it. Can I like be there? I mean, like I'll listen to it, but can I just like watch it happen? I can. <laughs> I don't have to have my mic on. I just want to like. Yeah. Yeah. Be on the FaceTime. <laughs> but You're just BCC'd on the on the FaceTime somehow. <laughs> Like not even BCC'd. I want. I want to be there. I like. I want a mean mug while he like <laughs> tries to rip on this band. But um, I've seen them. They they put on a great show. Yeah, I yeah. saw them at Gilman actually. Oh, cool. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like. I don't know. How do you not like that? How how do how do you know multiple people who don't like that band? I don't know. I don't know. Man, people. Yeah, they just don't like the screechy, apparently. This song, I really like that it starts quiet and it's got that like quiet damn you at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the song is just a fucking blaze of glory or whatever. It's really cool. Also very Blood Brothers. <laughs> I mean, that is a weird comparison, but I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like them, but it's it's something that they do. And I feel like... They took a little bit of that from from this. I don't know. Maybe they've never heard this record before. Yeah, this one is really fucking rad. Like the two songs off this album are just like so abrasive and kind of weird. And that's what the Blood Brothers are. And I fucking love it. It's rad. I have no idea what she's saying. I could look at the lyrics, but I mean, that's that's. I think it's saying little mouth. Is she um, saying little mouth right there? Um, oh yeah, I'm your um, little. I'm your little. I'm your little mouth. Did you want me? Yeah. But I I just love how like, just like on the last song. She's, just getting the words out and not worrying about like. The enunciation of any of it. I think it's so rad. I mean, I do have to tell you, like, this was an impossible song to sing along with, like, when I was, like, in my room and angry and trying to, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's so good. And I'm not sure if I should talk about it now, like, in between songs or... So, I mean, we, we talked a little bit earlier about what this record meant to, like, weird kid who, you know, came out as a queer kid. Mm-hmm. You know... We talked about you being straight, um, you know, just you want to come out as straight again. <laughs> but, but, um, My parents are so, so disappointed. <laughs> but, 
But um, so, yeah. So, I mean, the album's called Call the Doctor. Uh, I mean, the first song is, is uh, I mean, lyrics are, they want to socialize you. They want to purify you. They want to dignify, analyze, terrorize you. Uh, and then, like, later in the song, this is love and you can't break it in a formula or make me. I'm no monster. I'm just like you. All my life is right before me. So, I mean, this is like, for a 15-year-old, mm-hmm. like, this is huge, right? Yes. So, I didn't necessarily think that that would turn you off. And I think that it is sort of like a song that's really sort of key to understanding this band. Mm-hmm. But in terms of you, to my knowledge, not having that experience, mm-hmm. that's why I went with with little mouth and um what did i give you is this oh i'm your joey i went with these songs that that showed that frustration showed the feminist aspect the the uh sort of feeling of of othering but i didn't go with call the doctor because i it felt so hyper specific to you know gay and queer folks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe I maybe I've made the wrong move here. Although it sounds like you like no, both these songs. I, I like both yeah. of these songs a lot, and I'd probably like that song too, um, or the whole album. I definitely want to check out the whole record. You should. It's an amazing record. It was really tough for me to pick these songs, <laughs> and in terms of "I Want to Be Your Joey Ramone," that almost was the song "Good Things" because I had it in my mind. I'm like, okay, if I continue to be on the show, like I'll always reserve the fourth track for like a really good breakup song. <laughs> but, um, but I want to be your Joey Ramone is, is like a, a, a really sort of like hallmark song yeah, for them. Yeah. But yeah, let, let's keep talking now that I've sort of explained why I didn't give you call. <laughs> no. And I mean, that makes sense in the last few years, I'd say maybe five years, eight years, somewhere in there. I have really made an effort to, not necessarily like seek out things that aren't for me, but like understand, like try and understand that other perspective that I met that I don't have, whether it's because of race or because of queerness or something like that. And yes, I will never live those types of experiences, but I can still empathize to a certain degree and stuff. And so I really have grown to really, really like that kind of stuff. Like, uh, like the band Gloss, for example, like, oh, Gloss is great. Yeah. They're so fucking rad. No, I don't know what it's like to be trans and I, I personally never will, but I can feel their anger and everything through those songs. And I can feel Sleater Kinney's anger through these songs and their frustration and, and things. So I like to try to grab onto that stuff because, you know, I can take pieces of it maybe and, feel like yes in high school I did feel pretty outcasted and things like that but it's not like I've ever really had a hard time (laughs) but anyway this song is great this album seems really cool I also get um on this song and the last song I get like Fugazi vibes from okay I get that yeah uh which I I didn't expect to hear anything like I didn't honestly didn't really know what to expect I didn't expect to hear anything this abrasive. Um, probably more like along the lines of the first song is what I was maybe thinking 
I would hear. Oh, interesting. Because I thought that the first song would be like an outlier. Yeah. Like I thought the first song would take you by surprise. No, I didn't of... know they were this like abrasive and punk. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean the first, the first, the uh, the ten inch is like even more lo-fi and even mm-hmm. more. <laughs> um, yeah, like that one. I, I uh, there's a real man. Uh, don't you want to feel it inside? They say it feels so nice. All girls should have a real man. Should I buy it? I don't want to. I thought maybe that one might might not be the best <laughs> intro to a straight dude. Although, um, although to my knowledge, you're not that kind of dude. I, I don't. I don't know personally. I'm just saying you don't <laughs> seem like an asshole. Um, I try not. But to yeah, be. it's it's a little more. A little more raw, a little more very upfront um, about abuse mm-hmm. and and um, things like that. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that basically they're both amazing. Yeah. The the first and the um, yeah, but anyway, that was kind of a. Um, so I keep I keep hedging and I'm saying, oh, I didn't want to give you these songs because I didn't want to, you know, like make you feel outcast as a dude and like that's just it feels like such a weird bizarre thing to say and like if I have some of my like non cis male friends listen to this they're gonna be like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) but um why are you pandering to this sit hat (laughs) but um but yeah so I I wanted to but I I want you to listen more, so I wanted to give you these songs yeah. that I thought would draw you in. No, yeah. This stuff's really good. I've got one more. Well, I've got two more. Let's do the Fugazi one. Yeah, that like... Repetition, the repetition of like the the vocals and also the music too is very like kind of fugazi, um, which is rad. And there's just a lot of cool like riffs going on in the song, just like kind of the other ones too, um, where Carrie is just kind of like riffing the whole time. And it's rad and it's fun. If I were like, I don't know, in my 20s or something, I'd want to like mosh to it or something. No, hmm. I'm 41 now and I don't. I the children are moshing. Did you know the children, the children are moshing again? It. They do that. It threw me. It threw me. <laughs> I, 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 I have started going to shows again and there are young people and they're throwing elbows yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I went to Red X and took like the soundboard to like the small of my back because oh, like, no. I got pushed out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Like if I, it was like such an old person experience, I had to like leave. It was, wow. it was, uh, it was amazing, amazing band, but, but yeah, the kids are moshing and I don't like <laughs> They do that. Yeah. It's the Gilman in me. Yeah. No moshing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no moshing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's not very Fugazi of me to want to, mosh to a fugazi sounding part you can want to you're just not allowed yeah that's true okay your five dollars does not buy <laughs> no i'll give you six dollars <laughs> you've heard that you've heard the i think it's todd berry joke right uh no i don't think i've heard todd berry joke I about think this it's, i 
think it's a let me let me make sure because I would hate because it's an amazing joke and I would hate to uh yeah I mean if I'm right here you should just drop in the joke instead okay. of having me retell it <laughs> oh I saw this documentary on this band Fugazi you guys know about them right they're what's called a punk rock band and they have a lot of integrity. They won't charge more than five bucks for their concerts. Five bucks! You know there's got to be at least one guy in the band who ain't happy about this. <laughs> the drummer is going to snap at rehearsal and they're like, Hey, fellas, can we stop a second? I had the craziest idea. How about six bucks? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that extra dollar times 800 people a night times five shows a week equals... I don't have a roommate when I'm 47. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see Mesthetics when they Mesthetics when they came through? Mm-mm. So good, so good. Um, our next song is also off of Call the Doctor. Also, can't think of a fun way to intro it. I want to be your Joey Ramone. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same same vibes, like very abrasive and loud. This one's got like a very 90s, like quiet, loud thing. Mm-hmm. Like the verses are very like quiet and then it gets louder. But the way they do it is more of a punk way of doing it because they're just kind of yelling instead of, I don't know, pretty singing or something like that. I also get a lot of Blood Brothers vibe from this song, probably more from this song because there's a <laughs> lot of screeching. Yeah, that's what my, like, uh, the little punk rock contingent in my town was like, eventually were there some other women kind of in town? But um, most of my, like, sort of dude friends were like, oh, fuck it. Mm. Flashbacks. <laughs> but yeah, they were, they were into, they were into, like, the, the fat bands. And um, mm-hmm. I just fucking remember being in a car with a couple of them. One of the dudes saying, like, I think they were seeing, like, it would have been, like, maybe Dear You era Jawbreaker. But I just remember one of these dudes saying to his girlfriend, like, yeah, it's going to get pretty rough up there, so you should probably hang out at the back. <laughs> and, like, this was this was the same era that I was listening to Slater Kinney mm-hmm. in my headphones, and I was so <laughs> fucking close. <laughs> so fucking close to just, like, punching him in the face. <laughs> Especially like a Jawbreaker show. Like, no, you're listening to Jawbreaker wrong. (laughs) Yeah, if you're like, if if like you're worried about the pit, like you're listening to Jawbreaker wrong, you know? There's no pit warning on that that one. No, 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 no. I was just like, and I was just like, this is why, this is why I listen to Slater King (laughs) is because of shitheads like you, my friends. (laughs) but um but yeah 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 they like i would try and i'd be like man you should listen to this and they'd be like ah it just sounds like a screechy cat and it's like oh you're fucking i mean you're awful yeah i don't know why you're my friends well let's let's hear some of that screechy cat yeah 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 let's let's get out of the high school flashbacks i'll be much happier
like how the chorus even has like kind of a Ramones feel to it. It's very like downstroke yeah, yeah. guitar. I like it a lot. And then I'll um, I'll play a little bit of the verse too. Um, I only have two timestamps on this one. Um, okay. A bit of the verse as well. Yeah, it's just got that very like kind of typical 90s verse, uh, 90s alternative rock verse, which maybe what they were going for since this is kind of like a comment on idolizing uh, like male musicians or whatever um, from what I've read. But yeah, it's very like, I don't know, name a night like Pixies or something. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess I would I would quibble with the way you phrase that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, idolizing, not so much. I mean, it's about loving those musicians, clearly, mm-hmm. but it's about where's my place in this? Yeah, like, yeah. What, I, I'm That's doing these way. amazing things, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't I want to be your Kim Gordon. No. I mean, Kim Gordon is fucking amazing. Mm. But, but um, you know, like, she doesn't get near the credit Thurston Moore does. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I could, I could talk about that for hours. But, um, but yeah, I mean, to me, that was the frustration of it. The, I mean, it was exactly, you know, I, I told that anecdote about being in the car. It's like exactly that. Mm-hmm. It's like, there are these amazing things that are going on that, you dude in the car are missing out on mm-hmm. and I don't know how to make you see them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was that, I mean, it was huge for me as a kid to like hear that there was somebody else that understood this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are thousands, there are millions of people that understood this and went through being dismissed and being othered. But to feel like you're the one kid in a small town and to find out there's somebody else. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Do you want to say anything about else about this song in particular? That's all I have for this one. No, 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 no. I mean, I like I said, I gave you two from this album mm-hmm. just because it's such a huge album and so formative to me. And in doing that, I left off uh, albums that a lot of people would say are technically better mm-hmm. or catchier or more appealing or any number of things. But I... I think this album's amazing. I think you absolutely should listen to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I will for sure. It definitely seems like it's up my alley or a version of myself anyway. Yeah. So we're on to the last one here. This is, I'll, I'm curious about this. We're one. on to the last one. You're worried about this one, but uh, I won't worry with you. It is bluesy again, though. Man, okay. Just, just a little bit. I'll tell you about why. I get, do you want me to tell you about it before or after? Oh, no, yeah, go. You talk about go it. Go for it. Okay. No, I think we should. I think you should play a little bit of it first. Okay. Then I'll... <laughs> okay. 21 seconds. There's a really neat riff. 
like the riff. I like the drums. They're very like, what is the word I'm thinking of? Like militaristic drums, like very snare heavy kind of thing. And I like that riff because it sounds very like medieval metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like a little bit of a yeah. Yeah. Um, I hadn't heard that till you till like just till you played that track, and I was like, that sounds a little seventies. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And then the blues go away after that. It's like a little weirdly dancey, like not disco, mm-hmm. but like like a dance song. Yeah. Yeah. So, couple things about this. So this is from. 2021 mm-hmm. after janet weiss left the band mm. um there was an album and i want to say like 2017 or 2019 the one that they did with saint vincent oh. and it, it like it it's a really really interesting record mm. it absolutely it sounds like sleater kinney hanging out with saint vincent <laughs> it didn't catch me the same way but i picked this one specifically because it's super contemporary to them and i mean this is like sort of showing i feel like i should have a monocle if i'm saying like the evolution of their career (laughs) but you know like um, i I say that on like every other episode so it's fine where's your monocle i don't it's in the shop i don't know where to get one okay (laughs) um probably the same place you get now there's like not a lot of monocles in thrift stores Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was important to, um, as I have been accused of being like a little hung up on the 90s. Sure. Um, It's not wrong. Um, There's a lot of good music. But so I, yeah, yeah. But I, so I did want to at least touch on the fact that they are still going um, and that they have sort of taken an interesting turn from those last couple of songs you just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about it generally? Generally, I like it because as soon as the blues stop, it again reminds me of Fugazi. Like the verses are the most 90s Fugazi. Hmm. Um, but Fugazi, I'm honestly not that familiar with. Maybe I need to make you a playlist. I I mostly listen to 13 songs in repeater. There's some really good stuff yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, like I was listening to... Um, Steady Diet of Nothing today, just to confirm my comparison. Yeah. And yeah, like the first three songs are what I listened to on that album, and they're really fucking good. So I would highly suggest Red Medicine. Like the opener Mm -hmm. on Red Medicine is so, so, so good. And it's a very long, convoluted road to get there. But I often like to talk about that song. Do you like me from Red Medicine? Um, and uh, call me maybe. Like I, oh. I really like bring to, but it's more than just you think. It's like not lyrical. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. th- that's that's a conversation for another time, and that is possibly more of a head scratcher than um, possibly more of a head scratcher than uh, than whatever weird toadies thing <laughs> you were going on. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm never going to understand. I'm just confirming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So so back to Slater Kinney sounding like Oh, yeah. Fugazi. So let's listen to a little bit of the Fugazi-ish. Yeah, 
just that guitar line is very Fugazi and the way she's uh, doing the vocal presentation, it reminds me of Guy. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's the nineties Fugazi cause I feel like the AZ eighties Fugazi didn't have as much of the, like we're almost rapping mm-hmm. kind of thing mm. to it. Hmm. No, I've just never thought of it that way. Hmm. Doesn't mean it's not. Yeah, I've just yeah. never thought Inter- of it okay, that way. Okay. So yeah, I really like that. It's very, very rad. I really like the chorus on this too. Uh, let's listen to it real quick. From, from the beginning of me listening to this song, it gave me calmed down go team energy. Hmm. I don't know if do you, are you, I was only familiar with them because Dante gave them to me. I can't immediately call it to mind, but I know I've heard mm-hmm. go team. It's very like bouncy and happy and dancy and fun. Oh, I don't like fun. <laughs> I don't like fun at all. Uh, well, you must like a little bit of fun because that chorus was pretty fun. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. But it's it's a very fun chorus and it kind of like is separate from all of these other songs in that it I don't know what the song is about, but it just has a very like bouncy vibe to it and she's singing a little bit differently. But yeah, I like that chorus a lot. I like this song a lot because it has a different vibe than the rest of the the songs you gave me. Even the first one, like the first one was still uh pretty rocking, I guess, you mm-hmm. could say. But yeah, this one is just kind of like a nice jam. Incredibly polished. Yes, too. yes. I mean, like, yeah. So I never thought like polished is usually not not my jam. Mm-hmm. But um, I do love this song, and I, I so I will be very honest. I heard the Saint Vincent album a few years back, and it didn't catch me. Mm-hmm. So I never really caught up with this album. But when I made this playlist, I was like, I really do want to show that this is a band that has a lot of history that's really mm-hmm. touched on a lot of a lot of things in, in a pretty awesome career. Yeah. And so I hit up this album like a day before I gave you the playlist. And I was <laughs> like, oh shit, this is a really good song. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is this is like a um I don't know what the term would be, but, but yeah, I mean, this isn't like a, um, this isn't like a long time love. This is sort of like, I need something to demonstrate this. And it, as it happens, it turns out to be really, really cool. Yeah. 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 That's always fun. Like that will happen to me every once in a while on a playlist where I'm like, I don't listen to this album. I'm going to check this one out and see. And then you find new music by a band you already like, but yeah, that's that. It also has a really good outro. I didn't make a timestamp for it, but Nice little outro. 
kind of things getting a little like falling apart a little bit at the end, which is always kind of cool. Yeah, I dig it. What do I want to give Sleater Kenny? I liked this playlist a lot. Um, so uh, something I, I actually wanted to say at the beginning, um, if if somebody gives me a playlist and I quickly want to turn that around and get on the mic and talk about it, it's either because I really like it or I really don't like it. <laughs> um, or the ones I really don't like, I will like not bring it up for a while. <laughs> um, but anyway, you gave me this playlist like at the beginning of the week or something, like very recently. And I listened to it a couple times. And I was like, yeah, I want to I want to talk about this one pretty quickly because I like it uh, quite a bit. I will give Slater Kenny or Slater Kenny or Christian Slater. Don't you? No, we can't throw Christian Slater in there because <laughs> he's he's uh, he's punched some women. So let's please not put okay. him in there. OK, we'll give Slater Kenny um, a I'm going to go four point five out of five seconds of summer. Is that acceptable? This is unacceptable. Uh, I mean, I know you pull the five seconds of summer in a lot, um, but my heart says 4.7. Oh, okay. You give them 4.7? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, in my heart, they're, they're a five. <laughs> Lindsay's, I think you should give them a 4.7. Lindsay's rating for me is, uh, for me is uh, 4.7. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 4.5. Okay. We'll see. We'll see if I'll, I'll do a, a reconsidering episode one of these days. You should do, you should do a year end every year where you go through every playlist and yeah. see if it still hits you. Ever since Dante left, I don't keep track anymore though. I'd have to go back and track oh. them all down. Yeah. Dante's gone and, and time just, it's just turned into chaos. Time just goes by. And yeah. Just drags. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming back, Lindsay. Yeah, anytime. You anytime. have you now have a list of bands that I know you probably listen to because you have records of them. Yeah, I mean, like to be fair, like my Discogs is not up to date. There's it's been a lot of record buying since then, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I and there's I like that. I would like to be challenged by you at some okay. point. Okay. Yes. Well, well if, I'll start listening no to MXPX, more Toby's. Please. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'll I tried. Do it. I tried listening to the album that that song is on, and I wasn't into it. But I still like that song. Yeah, I. There's no reason why, but I occasionally confuse it with Everclear. Oh yeah. Um. It's, actually, no. I know no, exactly it's, why. It's similar. I confuse it with Everclear because, like, in my ninth grade guitar class, it was the same dudes noodling those two songs. Mm-hmm. And then the big football player playing bank shot and me feeling like very attacked. Weird. What? Like, <laughs> like he's not allowed How did to, that to listen to bank shot. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, no. That's, but that's not fair. Like, I don't, I don't need to do that gatekeeping, <laughs> right? In high school, you do. In yeah. high school in the 90s, you definitely do. Yeah, especially when they're fucking dudes telling their girls to stand in the back yeah. so they don't get... <laughs> Beat up at a they might play accident prone. It's going to get fucking crazy in here. <laughs> it's just going to be a bunch of sad men crying. Is what <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Lindsay. Everyone say bye to Lindsay. Bye, Lindsay. Lindsay's waving. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it translates well to the podcast. <laughs> bye, everybody. Oh my god, guys. This shit's so fucked up.